Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. This time we're kind of switching it up a little bit. Not only will our podcast be available in audio format, but if you follow us on YouTube, you will now be able to watch these podcasts and all future recordings in person. So I had to make sure I didn't look slovenly today and I showered and, you know, put a little gel in the hair. I wore a good shirt. I've got my I Love Barbie pin because we're going to be talking about a very special movie today. So I figured I might as well be drinking a little uh, Prosecco Rosé from a nice pink corksicle as well. Just to kind of fit the theme and fit our, our feeling for this new movie. Barbie has opened this weekend and has already made a boatload of cash as far as Thursday night openings go. It's on track to be the biggest opening of the year as far as any film goes for opening weekend. And there's a good reason behind that. Director Greta Gerwig, who also wrote this movie alongside her husband, Noah Baumbach, both have deep independent film roots. Uh, I followed both of their works for years. Um, and so to see them both really scaling up to this Hollywood, big budget, huge IP type film is really interesting because my hope was that they would bring a lot of those independent film sensibilities and styles and writing and find a way to kind of morph them into this big budget box office film that everyone was hoping would be a smash hit. And it is. I, When you get Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling together, I think already you've got something that audiences want. You know, these are two of the most attractive people on the planet. You know, I have been a huge Ryan Gosling fan for well over a decade plus now, feels like almost two. He is one of the most versatile, you know, subtly emotional actors, and also one of like the funniest actors out there. He doesn't get a chance to uh, to showcase that all the time, but in his limited quirky roles, I mean, he is funny, and he absolutely steals the show every time he's in this film. But we're gonna get into that. I want to just talk about this whole. This Barbenheimer, I'm sure everyone has heard about. And I'll talk about this a little bit in my Oppenheimer review as well. But Barbenheimer, this is the weekend Barbie and Oppenheimer are both releasing. Everyone and their brother and sister are like, let's do a double feature. You know, we're going to go from poppy, fun, light, pink Barbie, and then go into dark, grim World War II Manhattan Project nuclear bomb testing Oppenheimer. And so going and seeing Barbie on the night of the fan screening, I mean, I felt underdressed. I showed up in, you know, presentable, normal-looking clothes, but almost everybody in our packed theater is wearing some pink item. Some of them have Barbie accessories and clothing items. AMC was selling literally Barbie dolls in boxes for the movie. They were also selling kind of their little popcorn holders. It was the nice Barbie pink car. Uh, The energy was already crazy in the room you know we didn't really get previews but they were kind of playing some of the music beforehand which is pretty fun and of course once amc started rolling the nicole kidman deal half the audience is reciting along with it and clapping for her our president of movies nicole kidman so you know i was already in an audience that i think i knew was going to have a good time with this movie especially if that movie is what we were hoping it was. And it was that and so much more. 
not only was this one of the most just purely entertaining and enjoyable films of the year, but there's so much subtlety and sometimes a little bit on the nose discussion as far as anything from feminism, gender roles, masculinity, so many real topics that have a lot of weight in our real world kind of explored through this Barbie land, this dream world where in Barbie land, every Barbie, every woman holds some position of office, some position of power. They're the doctors, the firefighters, the policemen, the Supreme court justices. They are every women rule Barbie land. You know, this is a world where women are in charge. And on the inverse, you've got the Kens who are there mostly just to kind of look good. They're kind of a companion to Barbie. You know, it's almost like a don't speak unless spoken to. They can speak, but their real purpose emerges once Barbie notices them. So every day in Barbie land is just a perfect dream. They've got the best day ever. They dance, they wake up and they have their food. Everything's perfect. You know, the same day repeats over and over again. And it always ends with a girl's night, much to Ken's chagrin. You know, Ken really wants to spend some time with Barbie, but it's girls' night, you know? And this is Barbie land. So sorry, Ken. Uh, And this really segues into a larger part of the story because once Barbie figures out something's happening to her, she's flat-footed, she's exhibiting strange thoughts, she's got feelings of despair and a fear of death and sadness bubbling to her perfect surface and it completely scares the crap out of every other Barbie and Ken around her. Cause it's like, that's not normal. You got to go get yourself looked at Barbie. You got to go talk to weird Barbie who's played by Kate McKinnon and understand what's going on here. So through a quick discussion with McKinnon's character, we learn that Barbie's got to make her way to the real world to discover not only what's happening to her, who's playing with her, who is designing her, anything kind of like that. She's got to figure out what this link is and how she's being affected before it really takes over her and she just runs emotionally wild. So Ken tags along and the two of them are going to go to the real world to see just how powerful and important Barbie became and the precedence it set for women and how all these women must be in the same positions of power that they are in Barbie land. And at that point, I'm not going to go too much further into the story just because this film does really well to play with your expectations and to play against them as well. A lot of times you think, you know, where the film's going to go. A lot of people are pretty assumptive about the fact that, Oh, you know, this is going to be a movie. It's all about female power and that men suck and that men are horrible and all these things. And it's just not, it's not that. Um, I think about this movie weirdly in the same way that I think about like South Park and the Book of Mormon in the sense that, yes, it's easy to say they're going to make fun of men or we're going to poke fun at the idea of the patriarchy and every horrible thing that's become of it in terms of what happens to women especially. But this film does not hold back in terms of who it's going to offend, who it's going to mock and make fun of or make light of. And in the same sense that, oh, you know, we can talk about stereotypical things that men do. We're also going to observe the stereotypical things that women do. And we're going to give them a chance to kind of be flushed out, fleshed out 
in the sense that, you know, okay, maybe there is a little bit of truth to the fact that we do like this thing and there's an inexplicable reason, but that does not necessarily define us. Or because I'm a man, because someone's a woman, that doesn't mean that they have to inherently like these things or feel like they're beholden to certain roles or things that they're allowed to present an interest in. And this film is just, I mean, it's just clever because one minute the theater is erupting in laughter because this film is so genuinely funny so much of the time. And then in the next moment, they kind of pull the rug out from under you and it's like, okay, I'm laughing, but I'm also feeling like I'm feeling a little solemn after that too, because I'm like, wow, there's a lot of hard truths in some of these jokes as well, whether it's just the, the treatment that women experience in our world, the standards that they're held to unfairly. So on just a number of levels and this film really, I think excels at being able to have these discussions, being able to kind of poke fun at everything around them, but also really just emphasizing like, Hey, this is still largely a man's world. And you know, that comes as a huge shock to Barbie once she gets to the real world and understanding what women and girls might think about the standards that this doll has created for, for women, these unrealistic standards of beauty for a stereotypical Barbie who's perfectly figured and blonde and perfect teeth, whatever, you know, they certainly lean into the fact that they have Margot Robbie playing stereotypical Barbie. You know, what's, what could possibly be wrong with you? You're the most beautiful Barbie of all. That doesn't mean that there's not depth to her. That doesn't mean that she doesn't feel like she might not have a purpose outside of being something to be ogled at or admired. And you've also got a similar deal with Ken where cleverly it flips the idea of like, okay, in this situation, the Kens in Barbie land are just like the women of the real world. You know, Ken spends his time pining over Barbie and feeling like he only exists for her because, you know, that's the doll's purpose. It's Ken and Barbie and Ken's job as Ryan Gosling tells us is just beach. It's not lifeguard. It's not great swimmer, volleyball player. It is just beach, which means he is beach adjacent and doing something out there. Uh, but Barbie is his reason for living. And more often than not, he is kind of denied this time with her because, you know, it's girls night. It's all these things. She kind of plays him off. You know, it's like you're just kind of like attached at my hip. And I'm, I like you, Ken, but it's never anything more than that. And his whole purpose, it feels like, is I need Barbie. I have to have Barbie. Or what am I doing? What is my purpose here? Um, and so it just, it really is inventive with some of the ways they play with these gender roles, how we see ourselves represented, and then using the story in a really entertaining but insightful way to kind of talk about these expectations for men and women, the fact that you have your own autonomy, you should have your own autonomy. You are not scripted to be someone's supporting character. You know, you are your own individual. And this film speaks to that just on a ton of levels. And, you know, the most surprising thing for me in this movie 
was when it kind of takes a, a Lego movie-esque turn. And I say that in a really, really positive, like, praising kind of way. Because I think the Lego movie really played with audiences' expectations as well. And gave them something that was emotional. It was deep. It was still tons of fun. But it told a really important story at the center as well. And has this kind of father-son background tale that kind of weaves its way into this idea of who are these four? Should we put a cap on how you're supposed to play with some of these things? And with Barbie, America Ferrera comes out of nowhere. And at least for me, like steals the movie. I, <laughs> I grew up watching Ugly Betty sometimes with my mom. And so I was already a fan of her then. Lover in the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And she's popped up here and there as far as mainstream movies go since then. But nothing that really has kind of like gripped me like this movie. And she just plays the heck out of this mom, this woman who works in a male-dominated workplace, who has genuine real feelings of despair and sadness and feeling like I don't have the best connection with my daughter. And I'm kind of losing sight of who I am as a person because, you know, women are supposed to do this. You know, you can have issues, but if you speak about them, you know, you're just complaining. But if you don't speak about them, then you're really just hurting yourself. And I'm like the billions of double standards that women are held to in terms of how they are able to live their lives free of commentary, of guilt. I mean, I don't think it's a weird or, you know, political statement to say that, yes, women are treated unfairly, especially when compared to men. That's just a fact. And if you are offended by that, I'm sorry. I mean, talk to the women in your life. This is nothing new, unfortunately. And, you know, Ken sees this in the movie where immediately he is so respected as a man in the real world. And, you know, so many people are coming to him non-threateningly asking for things. It's like, well, I could, I could get anything that I want out here. And Barbie's like, I, I kind of feel like some of these guys and the way they're looking at me is like dangerous kind of, and like perverse and, and weird. I'm not, I'm not used to this. Um, and America Ferreira is here to kind of tie everything all together with a freaking beautiful bow. It, I mean, she just, she's got two or three really, really fantastic moments and speeches in this film that, I mean, it just, I was not expecting that. I knew she was in the movie, but I felt like kind of like Oppenheimer. It's one of those. I'm like, well, there's a lot of people in this movie. So I'm sure it's like a fun little five minute bit role, but no, she was there to stay. And I'm so glad that she did because I, that's easily one of my favorite performances of the year in tandem with Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, who are both phenomenal. Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, this script is hilarious it is enriching enlightening it is digestible for audiences on a whole bunch of levels you're gonna understand the base humor and what they're talking about and then if you're smart you're gonna understand even more under the surface and all of that just lends itself into creating what is just one of the most enjoyable and meaningful films that we've had this year there's no surprise to me that audiences are responding well to this to all the people who are calling this movie too woke 
or any of this, like, you know, it's anti-men, you know, pro-women, whatever. I'm like, everybody should be pro-women. I don't, I don't know what you want. I mean, this is a movie about Barbie. They're like, well, is there church going Barbie in this movie? Do we have conservative Barbie? And I'm like, you know, it's not that on the nose where, you know, we've got a Republican Barbie and Democrat Barbie and independent Barbie and all these, like, it's not concerned with that. You know, a lot of it just kind of deals with harsh realities and truths of our world and kind of turning them on their head and playing around with them in Barbie land. And I mean, I just had a fantastic time with this movie. I've already been planning on when I'm going to go see it a second time this weekend. You know, especially now that I've seen Oppenheimer, it's like, okay, you know, maybe I'm going to go, maybe I'm going to go back to Barbie because I need a little bit of uplifting (laughs) feeling as well. Uh, But it was just, it was just great. I had the best time. I think audiences are going to have a killer time with this. The last line in the movie plays so well, just given everything that happens beforehand. I mean, this movie's just clever. It's just smart. It's fun. They've got a great soundtrack. I kind of wish a couple times, you know, maybe again, this is my deal with needle drops. Maybe there didn't need to be so many throughout the movie, but there's three or four that are super killer. Love the Dua Lipa song. It's been stuck in my head for days now, just looping on Spotify. So, you know, again, I know I'm just a 20-something-year-old white guy who's talking to you about Barbie. You were probably already going to go see it before, but if you weren't, hopefully this is more fuel for the fire. You know, don't listen to the crap that's out there. You know, the hyperbole, the clickbait, BS. The reality is, no, this isn't a movie that hates men. This is a movie that in some ways oddly kind of celebrates them too and women and the fact that we can all do what we want and there's no shame in that. So, you know, if you're feeling emasculated by Ryan Gosling wearing pink and fur and having emotions and all this, then maybe this isn't the movie for you. But this is a movie that is of our time. It is steeped in realness despite the fantasy setting. And it's just a freaking great time. Hats off to everybody involved. Thank you guys again for listening. Stay tuned because we'll flip gears and you're going to have an Oppenheimer review coming at you. And it couldn't be more different than our reaction to Barbie. Still a fantastic film, but just a great weekend for movies. I hope you go see something because there is a ton of stuff for everybody. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. And thanks, cheers, for being a part of this first visual podcast as we're moving on. Thanks.